Americans have a stunning response when asked if they are proud of the country. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez goes off on Justice Clarence Thomas and the filibuster. Plus, the Supreme Court had an incredible week. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Friday. I hope you had a great week. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with the 4th of July, America's Independence Day. It's the day we not only celebrate our declared independence from British rule, but it's also a time when we celebrate patriotism in all things Americana, cookouts, fireworks, red, white, and blue. We show that we are proud to be Americans. But here's the question. And this would never be something that I'd even think about when I was a kid or growing up or as a young adult or raising a family. The question is, are you proud to be an American? Are you proud of this country? When I was growing up, the answer was always a resounding yes. I don't think I ever actually heard someone say they weren't proud to be an American. I think if someone did say it, that person would instantly be accused of being some kind of Soviet Union spy or communist sympathizer. Back then, we talked about the great American melting pot. We talked about a colorblind society, and we worked toward that goal, treating people equally. Yes, we acknowledge and we are proud of our ancestral roots, but we were always taught that there was a unique American culture, a culture that became part of you. Didn't matter your race, religion, ethnicity, or where you were born, you could be an American, and we embraced it. Those feelings and attitudes are enemies of the woke radical left, and they've been working for decades to destroy the American culture and replace it with celebrating diversity and multiculturalism. Today, the left pushes people to be separate, to look at each other with suspicion rather than coming together as Americans. This has been an ongoing push, and now with Biden at the helm, more and more people do not have pride in this country. In fact, according to a new Fox News poll, those having pride in America has hit a new low. Here's the story. National pride is down with majorities of Republicans and independents and nearly half of Democrats feeling dissatisfied with their country, according to the latest Fox News survey. The poll released Thursday asks registered voters, are you proud of the country today? To which just 39% say yes. That is down 12 points from June 2017, the last time the question was asked and 30 points since June 2011. While the question has only been asked four times, this marks the first time a majority feels disappointed in the country. 56% aren't proud, up from 45% in 2017 and 28% in 2011. This is incredibly sad. Just 39% of those polled said they were proud of America. Just 39%. And it just shows what happens when Democrats get into power with an agenda that puts America last rather than putting America first. Open borders, skyrocketing gas prices, supply shortages, rising crime. You name an issue and Biden and the Democrats are failing on it. Here's more analysis. Independents and Republicans reversed their positions since 2017, while formerly not proud Democrats are now on the fence. In 2017, Republicans, by a 31-point margin, and independents, by four points, were proud. Today, 
Both groups feel disenchanted with the country. GOPers by 24 points and independents by 35. Democrats were 17 points more likely to be disappointed in the country in 2017, while now they split. 46% are proud and 48% aren't. There are some key points to take away from this poll, and once again, it spells bad news for the Democrats. First, it's the fact that more Democrats are not proud of this country than proud of it. Biden can't even get the Democrats on his side. Then there's a staggering response by independents. Yes, Republicans have bad feelings about Joe Biden's America, and there's a 24-point spread from those who are not proud versus those who are. But that spread is 35 points among independents. 35 points. 29% of independents are currently proud of this country, and 64% are not. That just shows the bad job the Biden administration is doing, and it doesn't bode well at all for the Democrats in the upcoming midterm elections. And one other point. Remember when Trump was called a racist and the left said all of these minority groups just hate Trump and that he was doing bad things for the country? Remember that? Well, in 2017, 57% of Hispanic voters were proud of this country. Now, the number stands at 35%. We see the results, too, in the number of Hispanics leaving the Democrats and embracing the Republican Party. You have to ask yourself, who are these people that still support Joe Biden and the Democrats? Who actually wants open borders, gas you can't afford, empty store shelves, boys on girls sports teams, sexual talk to five-year-olds, and on and on? It's time for a new direction, and hopefully in November, the voters will deliver. All right, next let's talk about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next let's talk about AOC because with the Supreme Court rulings, AOC has been on a rampage. She's calling for impeachment. She's calling for packing the Supreme Court. She's calling for ending the Senate filibuster. All of this so those on the radical left can get their way. Here's AOC on Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. I personally believe that Clarence Thomas should be impeached beyond a shadow of a doubt. I am astonished that this is a position that is in any way controversial to anyone. The degree and extent of misconduct uh, that Clarence Thomas alone, um, in addition to several of his colleagues uh, have participated and engaged in, is foundationally delegitimizing to the Supreme Court. And it is our responsibility, our constitutional duty to rein them in. Rein them in. The last thing AOC wants is for the Supreme Court to actually follow the Constitution. Now she's calling for impeachment and that the court has been delegitimized. Here's what's interesting. We have the branches of government, co-equal. The media had a meltdown when Republicans were questioning the 2020 election results. We said the results were illegitimate. The media came after us like villagers that came after Frankenstein's monster. But if the left says the Supreme Court is illegitimate, then apparently everything's okay. Here's more. I believe that the president should come out in favor, uh, forcefully in favor of expanding the Supreme Court. I believe that the that the president should forcefully come out in favor of abolishing the Senate filibuster. Those two actions dramatically increase political pressure and makes it much harder to resist. 
First of all, let me just say that I would certainly be in favor of a constitutional amendment to set the Supreme Court at nine justices. The Constitution gives Congress that power, and the number has ranged from five to ten, but since 1869, the number has been nine. If we truly have three co-equal branches, I don't think Congress should be setting the size of the court. We see what's going on right now, just like AOC said. The Democrats in the left see the Supreme Court as just another mini-Congress. You vote on issues based on how you feel about the issues. That's what the left looks for in Supreme Court justices. This idea that the Democrats can just expand the court to suit their needs is wrong. And then AOC really revealed the left's true motivation to crush all resistance. The radical left has a plan for this country, and it doesn't matter if we like it or not. They will continue to push until we push back. And finally, AOC was on the late show, once again slamming the Supreme Court, and she even managed to stick with the woke left's transgender talking point. The Supreme Court has engaged in the overreaching of its authority in denying the human and civil rights of any pregnant person or person that could become pregnant in the United States of America. Oh no, not pregnant people. The woke left can't even say that only women can give birth. Just think about that. And then they wonder why the American people are turning away from these left-wing radicals. They can't even say what a woman is or agree that only women can give birth. And they want to run the entire country. I don't think so. All right, next let's talk about the recent Supreme Court rulings after a word from our sponsor. Listen, the last time the economy looked like this, the stock market tanked 50%. The US dollar lost 46% of its value. Yet while the US economy collapsed and inflation ran through the roof, the price of gold shot up 1,300%, and silver skyrocketed over 2,400%. Bobby Everly here to ask you, can you afford to miss what could be the biggest gold and silver boom of our generation? That's why I want you to call GoldCo at 855-700-6173. Because when you do, you'll not only get the chance to protect your retirement savings with gold and silver, as one of my listeners, you could get $10,000 or more in free silver just for doing it. This is a rare opportunity, so don't miss out. Call 855-700-6173. That's 855-700-6173. Okay, next let's talk about the Supreme Court and the impact it has made over the last week. It's stunning what has happened. And with all the influence we see in society from the woke radical left in education, entertainment, the media, big tech, corporate boards, and more, to see the Supreme Court actually stand up for the Constitution was energizing and inspiring. Here's the story. The conservative majority on the Supreme Court flexed its muscle this term, delivering a blockbuster series of rulings that bend decades of jurisprudence to the right on everything from God and guns to abortion and climate change. As they wiped away Roe v. Wade, lent new muscle to the Second Amendment, and bolstered the First Amendment's free exercise of religion guarantee, the justices said they were restoring the Constitution's original intent by trimming precedents that had calcified on the delicate limbs of the founding document. And they did it amid unprecedented circumstances, with an unheard of leak of a draft opinion on the abortion case, no less, and after a man was charged with making an assassination attempt against one of the GOP-appointed members. Abortion, guns, prayer. 
all coming down on the side of the Constitution. And that is the role of the Supreme Court, not to make policies or laws, but to say if a law follows the Constitution. And just a side note, I think it's important to point out that even conservative news sources like the Washington Times will label Supreme Court justices using political terms like liberal or conservative or moderate or other words like that. The use of those terms always bothers me because one, they aren't necessarily accurate, and two, they are political terms. Is it true that Elena Kagan is probably some flaming liberal? Yes. Is it true that Clarence Thomas is likely a staunch conservative in the political sense? Sure. But when you use words like that, it paints the court as just another political arm, another legislative branch, which implies that all of these justices are acting on personal feelings. This should not be the case. A good Supreme Court justice should be able to be pro-life or pro-choice and still rule against Roe versus Wade. A Supreme Court justice can like guns or hate guns and still rule appropriately in the New York case on concealed carry. The ruling should have nothing to do with a justice's personal beliefs. That's why those political terms should be thrown out and replaced with more accurate terms that describe how the justices interpret the Constitution. Do they stick with the document as written, or are they activist justices who believe the Constitution changes and thus can represent what the justices want it to represent? Right now, we have a court that stands up for the Constitution as it was written, and to me, that's the only logical, reasonable approach. If the Constitution can change and mean anything, it means we really don't need it at all. The Constitution should be understood as written. Do times change? Sure. And that's why the Constitution contains ways to change it. It's there in black and white. If it needs to be changed, it can be. So it makes no sense to just pretend it means something else. If you don't like the Constitution, change it. Here's more on the story. The next term, which begins in October, will keep up the pace with cases on voting rights and college affirmative action policies already on the docket. The conservative majority, as long as it sticks together, is something that can't be stopped, said Adam Feldman, a law professor and author of Empirical SCOTUS blog. He said President Biden's new appointee, Justice Katanji Brown-Jackson, likely won't alter the situation since she's replacing Justice Stephen Breyer, another Democrat appointee. That's different from the last new member, Justice Amy Coney Barrett, whom President Trump tapped to replace the late liberal icon, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Justice Barrett cemented the conservative bloc, often rendering irrelevant the vote of Chief Justice John Roberts, who used to be seen as the swing justice. It will certainly be interesting to see what happens in the next term, but wow, what a term this was. It was a win for the Constitution and a win for America. Okay, so we've had Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez railing on the Supreme Court. We've had media heads exploding with the overturning of Roe v. Wade. And we've had Joe Biden continuing to lead America down the wrong path. We need to ask them, do you have a relaxed brain? I got what you call like, I don't know, a relaxed brain. First, as we enter the holiday weekend, let's not forget Joe Biden's vision of Build Back Better. Here's what it looks like. As Americans prep to throw Lady Liberty a birthday party, sticker shock on barbecue costs. New data shows ground beef prices soaring 36%, pork and beans up 33%, and even homemade potato salad up 19%. What a mess. 
And just as a reminder that this is part of a plan and it's not just Joe Biden being incoherent and inept, here's Biden's director of the National Economic Council. Well, what do you say to those families who say, listen, we can't afford to pay $4.85 a gallon for months, if not years. This is just not sustainable. Well, what you heard from the president today was a clear articulation of the stakes. This is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm. This is about the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm. Are you kidding me? The United States is a country independent from all the rest. And he's talking about a liberal world order. This is why we need to get these folks out of office as fast as possible. And then there's Joe Biden himself, who showed the world that he is not ready for prime time. He was speaking at a press conference in Madrid, Spain, but again, took questions scripted by others. Now I'd be happy to uh, take your questions. And the first question I'm told is Darlene Superville from the Associated Press. What a mess. And before we go, we must check out the breaking news headlines from the Babylon Bee. And we'll start with former President Donald Trump because with the incredible story being said about him during the January 6th hearing that he was assaulting Secret Service members and grabbing the steering wheel of the presidential limo, we have this news. Donald Trump to star in Fast and Furious 10, Capitol Riot. And for those out there who are worried that Joe Biden can't handle the job, there's no need for concern. Not only is Biden told who to call on, when to sit, when to say hi, when to leave the room, but his handlers are making sure he doesn't get lost, too. Biden prevented from wandering too far with handy new toddler leash. That backpack cracks me up, and I know it's a Babylon Bee story, but you can almost believe it. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on, that way you can follow the show and help us grow. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our next show is going to be Friday evening at the usual time, 6.30 p.m. Central. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.